Today's BS episode on the Ringer Podcast Network, Sad Edition. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter, our 2018 presenting sponsor. Let them help you find talent. I wish the Patriots had used ZipRecruiter to find a new defensive coordinator before last night's game. Good luck in, Matt, in Detroit, Matt Patricia. Their powerful technology identifies and matches candidates with the right experience that invites them to apply to your job. They're like talent scouts. Oh, yeah. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I wish the Patriots had used them yesterday. Meanwhile, SeatGeek is the best app for buying and selling tickets for sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, you know what to do. Use promo code BS. NBA fans, listen up. From right now through All-Star Weekend, use promo code ALLSTAR, seven letters, one word, for $30 off any NBA purchase for any remaining game this season. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. If you missed it, we put up a new episode of the Rewatchables over the weekend, Varsity Blues, featuring an MVP performance from Mallory Rubin and uh, and her theory that Mox and Lance were, were uh, idiots for thinking that they invented the spread offense. One of my favorite theories I've ever heard on podcast. Check that out. We have another one coming up this week. Chris Ryan and I did Miami Vice, the movie. We're probably the only two who rewatch this every time it's on. We don't care. But... Uh, this is a good one. If you like the TV show, if you find yourself trickling into that movie, or if you want to give that movie a second chance, I would highly recommend this one. We were fired up. The Ringer NBA show this week. We are going to five shows a week starting this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday this week, we are adding a new show that is tentatively called NBA Draft Party. Every week, we're going to have some sort of show around the NBA draft, best draft prospects, um, draft rankings, honing in on arguments like Trey Young versus Colin Sexton, stuff like that. That is starting on this Friday. It's going to be with Kevin O'Connor, Danny Chow, Jonathan Charks. Some combo of the three of them or the three of them. We're going to have Tate Frazier. Tate, you know you're coming on that one every once in a while. Mark Titus is going to be on there. Everyone we know who loves college basketball, I may make an appearance, but every Friday from this week all the way through the draft, NBA draft party. The Ringer NBA show had a great week last week. Um, I think it was the most downloads we ever had for a week. So people are catching on to that. And then we're revamping the heat check show a little bit too to to pull in people like Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion just so we can hear from them every once in a while on that feed. Keep an eye on that feed. Subscribe now. It's really good. And if you love college basketball, One Shining Podcast with Mark Titus and Tate Frazier. You doing still doing two a week? Two a week. When is Titus move here? Middle of February. Titus coming here for five weeks, and we're going to ramp that up. This is the year you do well in your March Madness pool because of these guys. Last thing, uh, we put up a, a bunch of great videos and social stuff from the Super Bowl in Minnesota. And then today, on uh, if you check out the Ringer YouTube channel, or just the Ringer Twitter feed, or you can go to our website, theringer.com. We're putting up this video called Ringer 360, which is something put together by our very talented video ace, Jason Gallagher. And what happened is we had all the different Ringer staffers take videos of what it was like where they were watching the game. And then Jason cuts them into a little kind of story of what how the Super Bowl unfolded. You'll see my son, Ben Simmons, a couple of times in this video, but... Uh, Basically, everybody on staff, we have a bunch of Philly fans on board and uh, and not as many Boston fans, which I'm going to rectify. In fact, I'm going to make an announcement. I fired all the Philly fans on our staff today. It's, it's too bad. Good luck to all of them. They're gone. We're going to add about eight to ten people named Murph and Sully. That's coming up. Coming up right now, Cousin Sal, the last one of the year. It's kind of sad. I'm sad for a variety of reasons. First Pearl Jam. All right, Cousin Sal is here. Against all odds last week, we did a lot of props. Then he did a second round of props. And Let's then we talked more. about who to wager on. <laughs> yeah. You took the Pats. 
Moneyline? I did. This podcast should be so much more fun for me, but except that I lost uh, many, many thousands of dollars between uh, oh, some Harry? fat guy weighing himself and uh, some fat coach uh, having a breakdown in the middle of the game. I don't know. Which fat coach? I'd say yours. <laughs> <laughs> is Belichick fat now? God. Yeah, he is in my oh eyes. Oh, my God. And I challenge him if he could lose 52 pounds. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll talk about the way in uh, at the tail end because yeah, there's a lot to break down on that one. So, how are you feeling? We don't have to talk about this. We can talk about Kylie's birth or something. If you I've never I've never taken a terrible loss better. I don't know whether I'm yeah. old or whether we just won a lot of rings or whatever. But I was worried about this game all week. Look at the zit I have on the side of my head right oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't get zits very often. I got a zit. Right. Um, I think I won money on that. That's you did. We like it a zit minus yeah. three hundred. <laughs> It's just a. It was just a bad matchup for us, and the thing that we needed was Nick Foles to not play well, and he was magnificent. I actually, one of the many things I disagreed with yesterday, it was deferring the coin toss and having Nick Foles have the ball first. Yeah, I I'm going the other way. I want to score and go up seven nothing, and then give Nick Foles the ball and be like, all right, you're already down seven nothing. Mm-hmm. They came out. Anyone who's watched Philly all year, it's the most aggressive team in the league. They go for it in every situation. Yeah. And they were clearly not going to be like, oh, they gave us the ball first. Let's hand off. Yeah. Let's, let's, we don't want to test Nick yet. Like, of course they're going to start throwing. That's the one stat that I figure you and I kind of knew a couple weeks ago. And then it became popular across the board that the Patriots had not scored in the first quarter yep. in the Brady-Belichick era in, era in the Super Bowl. And you figure, yes, just based on that, forget about giving Nick Foles the ball. You figured they'd want to be like, screw you. We're getting on the board. Yeah. Dispel Let's the take a lead and put Nick Foles behind the eight ball. Yeah. And I didn't like any of the coaching yesterday. I, I thought it was one of the sloppiest first halves they've ever played in a big playoff game. So many mistakes. Special teams was bad. Missed field goals. Uh, the the decision to put Eric Rowe on Alshon Jeffrey uh, was a disaster. I by the way, I probably would have told them that if they had called me. Yeah. Hey, you, Bill, what do you think? We're thinking about putting Eric. Why don't just put Gilmore on him? We've spent fifty million dollars on him. Well, it's that's why it's called the two bills and not the three. Bills. <laughs> it should have been the three bills. It didn't involve you, but yeah, the fourth down the, that was very not going on fourth and one, but going on fourth and six or fourth and five. Very, very strange to me. I felt like we could get five yards on them whenever we wanted. The first half, though, it was a weird game because they were clearly worried about the front four mm-hmm. of of Philly. So first half, it seemed like their goal was just to get to the second half and be close. Yeah. In first half, they did they did a lot of like weird screens. Like a lot of the third down calls were like these weird reverses, like that weird reverse they ran with Brandon Cooks, which they've run like three times all year. And uh, little wide receiver screens. And they didn't just say, all right, let's just be the Patriots. Yeah. Then second half, they decided to be the Patriots. They scored every single time. Well, I hate to kill Brandon Cooks because he ended up not. Because he almost got killed. Because he almost got, someone else almost did it for me. But they, uh, that third and one play. Why did, why did you try to hurdle the guy? Oh my God, that's the one thing you're leaving your feet. You're, you're giving them all your momentum back. That's the one thing. Seems like you could have beaten him in the corner. guy in the league just to do a juke move. And then they. They tried the field goal there and they missed. It was it was perplexing. Peterson would not have tried the field goal there. No. He would have gone for it. Right. And, and the Eagles fans wanted us to kick the field goal there. That's always what it is, right? What does the opposing team's fans want? Yeah, they did not want us to go for that. Or miss the field goal even better. But uh, yeah, and especially when you know you're up against a renegade coach like Peterson. You're like, you have to match him, you yeah. know, balls for balls here. And uh, it was just strange to me. But I did get the sense that I was like, well, maybe the Pats are playing rope a dope. That is what they do. They definitely were doing it Except the first for the half. Part where they they exposed their trick plays, the pass to Brady. Like I was like, wow, right? You wouldn't think you'd see that till the third or. But fourth that's what quarter. I mean. I, I think they were doing the trick plays and the weird wide receiver screens and little reverses because in the second half they were going to be like, all right, second half we're going conventional. First half is when their pass rush is going to be going crazy. Let's use all these things to keep them off balance and make sure they're pausing, right. and then we're going to attack them. The Cooks getting concussed, hard to it's it's so weird today. Everybody talking about what happened to Malcolm Butler. That's yeah. become the big storyline. First right. of all, our front seven didn't touch falls the whole fucking game. It's bad. The best guy in the front seven was James Harrison, who right. did not have a sack, who mm-hmm. was waived by Pittsburgh in mid-December and played the entire game yesterday, was the only reliable guy we had. Yeah. The linebackers were atrocious. It was everything we talked about last week. We can't cover screen passes. We can't cover real routes. 
All and, credit uh, to Foles, but it, it, it's easier we to didn't do. Touch him. It's easier to do when you have four to six. He, he might have had two down. plays where he had a little pressure and Side he just kind of moved out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, if Butler was out there, maybe he makes a couple of those arm tackles or whatever. But I also, you know, watching the Patriots last couple of years, he also gave up a bunch of big plays too. Like, I'm, I'm sure he would have given up a couple. That's not why they lost. They lost because they had no pass rush and because they had a one point lead with 10 minutes left. Right. With Nick Foles and the other team, just get a stop. The game's over. They couldn't stop us. Right. Couldn't get a stop. Couldn't get one, which makes me think, get a stop like, on third down. They go for it on fourth down. They get it. But you text me like I, I told you that defense was. No, I'm sorry. I, was like, I told you our defense was bad. <laughs> but they. Uh, but why didn't the Steelers have 600 yards against you? Like you've played better offenses before, and like I guess they should have scored in the 30s. The Steelers, if you count the Jesse James stuff, but it just seems like. As bad as it was, you always made big plays. You always would come up with a big play, you know, get, on get defense, more, get right on deep defensively, and it was. We kind of did though, and that when with six minutes left, well, the two times in a row we stopped them on third, right, and that was, and they were what ten for sixteen. The Aguilar play when he had the eight yard loss that led to the field goal Huge. instead of them scoring, right, and then the next time with six minutes left. And I actually, stupid me, I'm watching it going, I'm high-fiving my son and my nephew, and, and yeah. we got him, we stopped him, that's it. And mm-hmm. and then they in uh, what's-his-face, Michaels is like, they're leaving the offense in the field. I was yeah. like, of course they are, and they're right. going to fucking get it. Like, I just assumed they were going to punt, but Peterson, you know, he to me, he was the MVP of that game. They are super aggressive. He was. They are aggressive in every, every chance. They even they went for it on a two point when it was ridiculous to go for it. The second quarter up fifteen to three. Tate, that's a terrible decision. I was watching first half with Tate. Tate said, Tate said go for two there. And I wasn't against it. Here's why I wasn't against it. I know it's a bad decision, but Blount just scored a touchdown, former Patriot. And now you're gonna really put your foot on their throat and go for a two point. Run conversion. a better play. Yes. How about that? Don't yeah, run, run the lob play. pass to uh to the guy who right. has somebody exactly. draped all over him. Right. But, but I thought Peterson was did exactly everything he needed to do. And that this is what I was saying all last week on every podcast I was on. Jacksonville played not to lose in the mm-hmm. second half, but all the same plays that Philly were making yesterday were there for Jacksonville. Yeah. They're running the ball on us, play action worked every time. Any wheel route or screen pass worked. We our linebackers were the slowest linebackers we've ever had. Even yep. the last year with Junior Seau, he was faster than some of these guys. Ten for sixteen on third down is the and huge. two for two, and two on four on fourth. So you get twelve for eighteen and must convert downs basically. And here's some underrated third down conversions they had. First of all, the first one, the first drive, it's third and six or eight, and Alshon Jeffrey basically makes like a. Uh, a helmet catch kind of thing. Yeah. Like, right, right, puts it up against his head. It's like, oh, did he bring it in? He's like, yeah, okay, he brought it in. It's like, that's big. You know, you're punting your first drive. That's huge. The other one is second half, and there are a ton. Of, they're, all, they're all big, obviously. Uh, the second half, Patriots come down and score. They do their thing. They get the ball. They, they score. They throw a lot to Rob. That I'm was like the Robert. Steelers drive. Yeah. The Robert it was just was like the Gronk the drive. Middle. No, not Gronk. Oh, I call him Robert. Okay. So Robert's open on the corner and seam. He's open over the middle. They score. They have third down uh, the Eagles. And now if they punt after the Patriots score, now you're playing your game. Yeah. But who, who is it? It was a third down. Who's the guy you have in there instead of uh, Butler? Well, the, somebody missed the arm tackle. Bodemace, Bodemace, right. That, I yeah, think that was that it. Guy. And, uh, and that was it. That was third and six. And that was big. But so people pointed that they pointed to um, another play where a guy in the secondary missed the tackle. But I don't know. We never touched Foles. Yeah, Foles, the Minnesota had the same issue two weeks ago. They didn't touch him. He got super comfortable. And right. I got to be honest, just watching where football is going these days, I don't know why everybody doesn't run that RPO. If you don't, if you don't have like Brady or Aaron Rodgers or people like that, mm-hmm. like Dak. Yeah. If Dak ran the RPO with Zeke Elliott, I feel like that would be kind of unstoppable. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, why, I don't so. know why they're doing it with their backup quarterback, and we can't stop him. But he made great throws. Is the other thing. Like some of those Jeffrey catches, we had coverage on Unbelievable. him. Unbelievable. Yeah, and that that Timing pass to Clement, to the, and the, the pass, the touchdown pass to Clement. Yep. Uh, I was it was weird. I had some Pats fans in my life saying we got screwed on calls, and others didn't even mention it. I I thought those two touchdown calls were fine. Yeah, I, but I'm also. We talked about this all year. This. Did you think so? You're talking about Ertz, right? Let's talk about Ertz. Was Ertz. definitely a touchdown. That he was a be. runner. But when he had Clement, to be a I, Clement, I actually thought they might overturn. You did? 
I, I was the hoping. Ball. Yeah. You just don't know what you're looking at anymore. Like, no. yeah, the ball moved, but God, he really did have possession enough. And if it was my game, I would call it a touchdown. But we've seen all year the ball move. The, the Ertz thing, like, I was sure that was a touchdown. He became a runner. You can't grab the ball at midfield and lunge and that, like, you know. Yeah. Obviously, at some point, he has become a runner. But when Sterator came back, did you think they were over just, just I by did. The, his cadence? And he's like, he kind of sighed before he like took a deep breath. Usually, it's like the ruling is upheld. It's a touchdown. But yeah, I, that would have been big. The longer that <laughs> review went on, the yeah. more I thought they were overturning right? it. They're looking for something that's not there. But they really screwed up that last drive. I'm trying to think. The now. Eagles. We never should have even gotten the ball back. Oh, right. I thought Peterson yeah. was incredible that game, but they yeah. screwed up the last drive. There was the play with like about 220 left when they threw it to Aguilar and he ran out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which just stay in bounds. It's 45 exactly. more seconds coming up the clock. down at the seven, the game is over. And we were talking about that the whole time. But but then when they had it, I think it was like first down on the 18. Mm-hmm. It was basically like one more first down, you kick a field goal, we don't ever touch the ball again. We got the ball back with 221. So that's a weird down thing. Down five. Another the one, uh, Peterson, uh, 99% right. But when, it's, when, the, when the opposing coach calls a timeout with 203 left, that next play should be a pass. Because yeah. you're going to get the two-minute warning. It stops anyway. It was another that second down play should have been a pass for Foles. But they you, still won. Yeah, still I agree. Won. I'm just they saying, now, that's just a weird thing that bothers me. But that was my problem with the entire game. Like, wow, this is great. It's back and forth. Everyone could score. This, this should be way more exciting than it is, except for the fact that you know you only have to watch the last two and a half minutes of this because the <laughs> Patriots are going to have it. That and game was exciting. Who's stupid enough to leave the ball? I'm sure if a Patriots fan, you were probably dying the whole time, but... Who's stupid enough to leave the opposing team with the ball with too much time left? And Brady had what two twelve? Like that's you know two twenty one, two twenty one. It's like a whole quarter for any other team. Pass, pass to somebody gets out of bounds. Yeah. Second down it was either it was a white guy. It was either Gronk or Imadola, wide open on the right side when mm-hmm. the ball got stripped. Right. But I think that would have been another twelve yards Back if that comes right out. Tackle, right? Split yeah. second. Now we're in the forty. I'll tell you this, like. I really thought we were going to score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my reaction watching it, having watched Brady's entire career and seen that team in so many situations like that, I was like, we're scoring right now. I was actually shocked by the strip. Uh, I, I'm still thinking the Hail Mary is going to be overturned. They're, they're still going to look at that. I can't believe you lost. That was my big officiating gripe from the game yesterday. Hey, listen, it's impossible to catch a Hail Mary, but they're running down the field mm-hmm. and like about 20 yards down the field, one of the Eagles guys just does like a Randy Orton RKO on nice. Chris Hogan and yeah. knocks him out of the play. RPOs and RKOs. That's what the team's about. <laughs> and yeah. he didn't call it. It's like <laughs> at some point you have to enforce some rule on a, on the Hail Mary play. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be allowed, which by the way, smart play by the Eagles because if they call that, it's a five-yard penalty. They just replay. With the right? ball not in the area? The ball was not in the yeah, area. Yeah, right, right. You just but, keep um, giving them a chance. Here's yeah. the thing though. We're up one, 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. We get to stop. The game's over because we were doing whatever right. we wanted at that point. Mm-hmm. And the whole season, this crappy Patriots defense, we don't have Edelman the whole year. We don't have Cooks for the last three quarters of the game. Mm-hmm. We're down to our th- number three and number four wide receivers and Dorsett, who I think they threw to 10 times, and Gronk, who had a concussion two weeks ago. And the game was somehow right there. The football is so strange. The Falcons in round two had four plays inside the, what, the five-yard line? Whoa, who's that? Four plays inside the five-yard line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They catch any of those, and the Eagles are out in right. round two. And we're <clears> like, oh, man, too bad they didn't have wins. Every year we look at this. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And you learn something different. There's a new, a strange thing every year. It's like... I will never understand how a team didn't punt and lost the Super Bowl. How about this? They didn't punt. <laughs> Our quarterback threw 505 yeah. yards and three touchdowns and no picks. How much would you have bet on the Patriots? 505 like, hey, he's yards. 500 yards. Did whatever he wanted the whole game. Right. Was this a game where he was like, maybe we can't win, but I'm gonna pat, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna break some records. Here. <laughs> well, th- think of the pass before the first half. Ended. We just what kept getting the ball back. Why did you have to pass? What was that pass? For, uh, Which one? Was it Amendola? It was like a 25 yard pass that. There were no way going to score on. Lots actually, of padding of the stats. He was great. He's unbelievable. About He's 20 yards down the field on that pass, mm-hmm. I actually started to get ideas. You Did you see how many blockers he had in front yeah, of him? He had like four blockers. Yeah, he closed up for us at the last uh, second. Let's talk about me undies. All right. 
because I soiled mine last night. <laughs> you want to look good with your significant other this Valentine's Day, right, Sal? You yeah, know what oh, Valentine's Day yeah. is. It's still February 14th. They haven't changed that. it. Yeah. Check out MeUndies Matching Pairs, a unique fun gift for you and your Valentine made from the softest material on earth. Talking three times softer than cotton soft. MeUndies, the most comfortable and fun undies you and your significant other will ever own. Right now, MeUndies has an exclusive Valentine's Day offer just for my listeners. If you're a first-time purchaser, get 20% off plus free shipping when you purchase MeUndies Matching Pairs. They guarantee you and your significant other will love the matching pairs of your money back. What are you waiting for? Order by February 5th. That's today for free standard shipping to get your 20% off matching pairs, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Go to meandis.com slash BS. This will be the best Valentine's Day gift you give. Start matching your bottom half to your better half. Oh. Go to meandis.com slash BS right now. Yesterday was my son's first bad sports loss. Oh, was it? Hmm. Started liking the Pats a couple years ago. Was really fired up. Watched every play, fighting off tears at the end. I was, really? I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was good, good to see. You. Ten's a tough age. Nine and ten are really tough sports loss ages. But yeah. really thought with two twenty one left that we were winning that game. I, I went back and forth. I was like, God, this kind of feels like uh, it feels like an a- every Pat's game, but it also feels like maybe their luck had run out. What does this do to your legacy? Anything? Nothing. Nothing at all. I. So here's where I get sappy about the Pats for 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, isn't that everything you want from the champs yesterday? They were done five times in that game. They scored touchdowns down double digits, three straight possessions. Yeah. Even at the end, they're on that. They screw up that terrible kick reverse thing. They oh, get the right. ball on the eight yard line. Mm-hmm. No timeouts left, like 65 seconds left. They complete a fourth and 10. They get to midfield. They get a chance for a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are like a horror movie villain. Like you have to cut their head off to kill them. And you look at like all the games this decade. Um, they, they lose Super Bowl this year. They win last year. Denver, they lose 2018. Even that game, they're fighting to the bitter end. Brady's got a concussion. Yep. Year before they win the Super Bowl. Like they're, you always have to cut their heads off to kill them. Right. And, uh, and you know, America hates the Patriots. I get it. Who's plays more excited Super Bowls than New England Patriots? No, nobody. No. Every year we're in the Super Bowl. We entertain you motherfuckers for four hours. <laughs> yeah. You're like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, we're better than Justin Timberlake was yesterday. <laughs> Listen, I agree with you, but let's start some controversy here. Could yeah. Bill, you guys, you had Frances on Friday. Yeah. <clears throat> you discussed it. Part of it, um, one of, one of the things you brought up was interesting, different dynasties, and could Bill do it without Tom? And I think you did. Francesca brought this up right before he told you to uh, to bet Patrick Chung for MVP, which was interesting. But uh, <laughs> I bet on him to get a concussion. That was a different bet. <laughs> Can he do it? I, that's the only thing I take from this game. I don't think he could have done it without Brady. I think Brady could have done this without Belichick. Yeah, th- this, this game helped uh, Brady – Mantra the most, the yeah. Brady over Belichick thing. Brady mm-hmm. was spectacular. It's unbelievable. Age 40. Mm-hmm. Belichick. So we should talk about the Malcolm Butler quickly because I have a theory. Because Go ahead. Everyone's I'd completely overrated this. it. They've gone nuts the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think happened. Who And he wasn't that good this year. I would say C plus B minus. Mm-hmm. I think they decided they were going to start the game with Roe on Jeffrey and that they were going to bench Butler. But not for the whole game. I think they told him this, and I think he reacted like a big baby. Right. And Belichick's like, fuck this guy. Yeah. How about this? You won't play. I think that's what happened. I don't think any of them will ever admit that, but that's the only thing that makes sense Sounds because about right. there were two D backs that were out there who are not even close to him as as players. Even if he's a B minus C plus, the guys that they had out there are D plus D minus. Yeah. And it's not like Butler's never played the nickel before. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you, well, he doesn't know how to play. Like, that's bullshit. So I think what happened, by all accounts, they said um, they kind of found out that decision was happening before the game. And I think he reacted badly. And by the way, he was crying in the national anthem. Sure. And he's a guy that, you well, know. Well, Pink had the flu. I mean, she she fought adversity. and she, you know, Did you bet I, taking out her gum at half to at before the, no, she sang? Or I no? didn't do that. No. But I think they, you know, they, they've really been tough on him this year. He had this big contract he thought he was getting. They didn't get it to mm-hmm. him. 
They thought they were going to trade him. They didn't. He kind of stuck around. He was playing for a new deal. He didn't have a great season. And then they benched him for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think he must have reacted badly. Maybe. But I think Belichick, as hard ass as he is, he's going to have to live with that a little bit. 10 for 16 on third down. He might make one of those plays. I agree. I would be more concerned about living with uh, how my front seven didn't touch the quarterback the yeah. whole game. That was bad. Just too. make Nick Foles, make one drop of sweat come down his uh, mm-hmm. his forehead. But I listen, I told you this two weeks ago. I thought the Jags should have beaten the Pats. And I think they left it on the table. And I thought Atlanta left it on the table a year ago. And uh, Seattle should have, you know, if they just take care of business in the last minute, they win that Super Bowl. And you need luck with this stuff. It was an intro. It really was. Like you could make it. T- so you're five and three. Five and three could seems be three right. And five could be seven and one. Six and two. I will say this. This is yesterday's Super Bowl was the first time that I felt like they got beat. Yeah, I was fine with it. The two Giants Super Bowls, like I'm still mad about. The Eagles were the better like, team. You you thought the other? I think Patriots the Eagles were, better, were a better team. Okay, and I think the only reason that game was close is because Brady's unbelievable. I think he to do that without your top two receivers is crazy. He throws for five oh five without his top two receivers, right? And just was well, incredible. What's better then? What's better about the Eagles then? Like I, I, they're the champs. They were the better team. But let's break it down. Like I, so I was wrong about a ton of things yesterday. But I thought the. I did say on my Ringer video the Patriots would score 33 points. I got that exactly right. Nice. Unfortunately, I said the the Eagles would score 20. So that was wrong. But Here's their, defense, their defense, it's kind of just what I thought. It's like just what the Giants did to them. The Patriots did that. They exposed that, all the underneath routes and everything. And, you know, yeah, they, they hit the quarterback, but they have trouble – sacking the quarterback and no one's better than Brady than avoiding the sack being niftier than that. And I don't know what, what they give up 600 yards. Here's how they were better. Special teams. They crushed us mm-hmm. and special teams have been a huge part of the Belichick era the whole time. We got destroyed on special teams. There's well, you're just miss, you're missed. Missed a field goal. Yeah. Missed an Kick extra it. point. Uh, the kickoffs, they were getting right. every kickoff to between the 25 and the 30. Our kickoffs were going to like the 19 the the stupid reverse at the end that cost us twelve yeah. yards. Right. I just they they look crisper than than we did on special teams. Defense, neither side was great, they but both they took the day off. But they made the play. They mm-hmm. had to make one play and they got the strip sack. Right. Um, we didn't make a single play that whole game. Well, you made the one play and that, that actually, Jeffrey th- th- threw us oh, an interception. Well, that would have been it. That would have been. The, <laughs> but so, that, 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 that barely counts. To, it would have been twenty-two to he six. He should have caught it. He should have caught he, that, well, but they his arm was pinned in his defense. Right, his left arm was uh, almost. But cut if he off. catches that, we're down two touchdowns. Sure. Right, it's twenty two six at that point. So they're better at that, and I thought they they coach better than than uh, Belichick and Definitely Patricia. Better, I thought going for it. I thought we should have been more aggressive, especially in the first half, mm-hmm. especially inside the ten. You know, they did really something really smart. The fourth down in one play. Because I was like, that was another one. We're like, yeah, we stopped them. Oh, shit, they're going for it. And they came off the field. They called the timeout, came back on the field. Yeah, it was like, oh, they're going to try to get us to jump. Back, they still, you still thought they might just try to take the clock down. But that was smart for nine different reasons. One was that it worked. Mm-hmm. But if we if they don't get it, the we're still on the one-yard line and the, and the half's over. Right. If they kick a field goal, they're kicking off to us with like a minute and a half left or something, right? Mm, it was like right. a bit because we yeah. didn't call one of the weird one of the weird little coaching mistakes Belichick made was they got the first down. There was like a minute thirty five left. And they don't call time. Don't call timeout. That's fifty seconds running yeah, up the clock. Um, Hench was going crazy. About oh, that, that was terrible. But, yeah. um, but if they went if they kick field goal, we still get it back with like forty five left to get it to twenty five. Like Brady can get a field goal out of that. It would have just been plus zero. Yeah. But instead they went for it. I thought it was smart. It was a great play. Yeah. Their trick play was better than our trick play. Right. Danny Amadola, I love the guy. He hit both of the props that we recommended on on your pod this week. Mm-hmm. That pass sucked. The pass to Brady. Yeah, just put some, put it up in the air a little bit. He, had, he was wide open by a hundred yards. Tate, he's calling him Danny Amendola. Things are bad now. You could tell. <laughs> Two you, names. You're using the Amendola. Tate, how bad was that pass? It was a bad pass. I thought Brady was going to catch it though. I thought it was. I the was pass. shocked. He jumped a little early. Yeah, he actually he, he did jump he, a little. Early. If he just waited and and done like the uh, 
the the baby falling out of the burning tree catch right, versus right. the put your hands over your head catch. Isn't that the Welker catch, the drop that it kind of... Another bad pass. Up, I mean, that was kind of it. But yeah. what's weird is, so what resurfaced this week was the video of Brady's combine where he's running the 40 and just yeah. like kind of <laughs> like gingerly, like going after his, uh, his kid in the in the parking lot who might have gotten away. Like the name That's, and it, and it was reminiscent of that. Like it didn't look like he was sprinting. Brady's two worst plays were... And that was a touchdown, too. Not waiting for him to catch that. He would have gotten caught for behind. You think so? Yeah. Oh, my God. You so see how much, slow he is? So much daylight. So like 20 daylight. seconds left in the first half. Yeah. They're near midfield, and they have a chance to get a field goal. Brady scrambles out to the left, and mm-hmm. instead of just getting rid of it, decides to scramble. Yeah. And just gets tackled. He thought he could like get out of bounds. It's like, yeah, you're 40 right. years old. You're going to get tackled. Right. Those uh, were, it, I thought, his two it, biggest it's mistakes. Hard to, it's so hard to kill Brady today. It's well, that's what today. I mean. I, like, literally, Foles, those were his two mistakes that I remember. All the offense was there. All the offense for both teams. Well, I don't know what the Pats do going forward on the defense. Mm. And I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking about this this weekend. Maybe it was you. About how these NFL teams have these little five-year runs. Yeah. And the Patriots, it's like a dynasty. It's 18 years, but it's really like three different five to six year runs. And right. then your your team changes. I think they're at the end of whatever five year run this was. And they're going to have to really figure out what kind of team they want now because Brady's going to play at least a couple more years. Do you really think a couple more? I was just going to ask you. you don't so think, I watched you don't think uh, one more. I watched time versus time over the weekend. I couldn't <laughs> resist. I watched it with my wife, actually. It's fast. It's like four 15-minute uh, okay. videos. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. Really? It, was, just, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, it's very well done. And I realized as I was watching it, like, I know nothing about Brady. I've been following this guy for 18 <laughs> years. He went out with him in 2007 and his friends in Miami, and I still know nothing. Mm-hmm. You see his house. You see his kids. You see uh, just, like, his training regimen and all the different things he does to get ready. You see him in his office, like just going in his office and just watching plays. Mm -hmm. He has this computer and he's just like watching and just scouting constantly. And uh, you watch four episodes of this, you're like, this guy's not going away. Like he's, all he cares about is football. Right. So, you know, he he looked great yesterday and I don't see, until he gets hurt, I don't see any any path toward him not playing. And I think he took a lot of crap for the kiss with the son. Like, you know, like by the way, I, that was episode three. When you watch it live, yeah. it's nothing. That, I know. I, my, me and my four year old, we we go at it for hours making out. It's it shouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him a peck. Right. You know, it was terrible four. last night. Bridget yeah. Moynihan with the Eagles tweet. Oh, what did she do? Oh, did she? Yeah, she tweeted something about Nick Foles and then did like uh, hashtag Uh, Eagles or something. Oh, man. Settle down, Bridget Moynihan. Uh Come on. (laughs) Someone said that was the worst drop since Bridget Moynihan when he he went for the pass. I forgot. Oh. Yeah. What are you going to do? Giselle is that. Giselle's a big winner of this Tom versus Time thing. Yeah. It's probably carefully edited to cut out all the times where she was like, you're ignoring your family. (laughs) But- and she just comes off as like uh, the super supportive wife, right? So I'm gonna have to watch it. Can we talk about what it was like at the at the Corolla party? Yeah, let's do how it. How many how many Patriot fans there? I'm telling you, everyone had money on the Patriots except Corolla had a hundred dollars on the Eagles. Well, look, we've learned our lesson. What it, and now we've learned another lesson. But well, we should talk about look. It's an all it's the a, years you and I have known each other. You yeah. we've known each other for every Pat Super Bowl except the first one. Yeah. This is the first, and I always have some sort of Pat Super Bowl bet going. Right. This is the first time I ever hedged. You hedged. We had the Pats to win the Super Bowl at minus 115. You took the points. I thought it was a pussy move. And I said, look, the offseason is very long. It's 31 weeks. Yeah. It's even longer when you bet against the Patriots and lose. It really is. It's the first time I've ever hedged. Yeah. I just wanted to get out Mm -hmm. because I. Knew in my heart that this was a terrible matchup for them. Right. I did text you yesterday. I bet on the Pats win by one to three points plus 650. Right. So they're up one with 10 minutes oh, left. I'm doing nice. the math. I'm like, wow, this is great. You nailed it. This will be, I just want them to win, but mm-hmm. wow, if they win by one, that'll be hilarious. It's pretty good. 
So everyone has the Pats at Corollas. Yeah, people most right. Tate Tate was there for the first half. People were mostly rooting for the Patriots. Brad was rooting against them, of course, <laughs> but he was in another room spinning around eating, and uh, that was it. Uh, oh, MVP I think went to Hench who. Uh, I was as, on a lot of emails. With dressed him. his daughter as a Girl Scout. I don't even know if she's in the Girl Scouts. She came to the Super Bowl party to sell cookies. No. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know about this hand. She's going to be competing. We're going to, you know, we're selling squares for the pool and everything. Yeah. It's like, oh. But luckily, my fat friend Harry won fifty two hundred dollars and spent like two hundred on Thin Min. So uh, <laughs> that that was. I'm not even kidding. Like he bought a, a stack of uh, boxes. So. Uh, <sighs> Hold on. Hold that thought. I want to talk about the party first. Yeah. Pro Flowers and Cherry's Berries have teamed up to help you really impress your Valentine this year with their perfectly paired collection. Does your wife listen to this? Not really. No. These <laughs> are multiple Valentine's Day options for him. Yeah. So if she's not listening, this is great for okay, you. Okay, good. Go ahead and think inside the box this Valentine's Day. It's a one-of-a-kind gift. Your bouquet and dipped strawberries will arrive together in a beautifully specially designed box that will keep your flowers fresh and your berries cold guaranteed. Right now, my listeners can save 20% on any one of their perfectly paired combinations or any other gift over $29 with my promo code BS. They sent me one last week. I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Liz Kelly, who works for us, grabbed it, and it's never been seen since. And That's she it? reports that the strawberries were great, did not share it. That's supposed home, to be your Valentine's Downed gift. it. Well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, there's only one way to get 20% off a perfectly paired gift over $29 featuring beautiful blooms from Pro, Pro Flowers. And freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries. Visit proflowers.com today. Enter my code BS at checkout. That is proflowers.com. Code BS. You did a bonus podcast on Friday. Mm -hmm. Corolla was on at the end of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And attacked our friend Daniel for (laughs) seven minutes. Just attacked him. And Daniel didn't hear it, but now he's going to hear this. So (laughs) Just attacked him. What did he say? Some people have a have a gambling problem, and so, for other people, everything is a negotiation or whatever he said. Right, right, right. Basically, Daniel needs money on everything at all time, and he was saying yeah. how every year at the party, there's twenty dollars Super Bowl squares yeah. that are just too pricey for just about everybody there. Well, it's like and is there two thousand dollars in this room that we're going to collect? Like, no, there's not. There's not even a thousand, but right. uh, there's like. 600 and then jimmy buys the rest of the squares and right wins for somebody you know but dana like yeah i can't we got 20 dollars it's simple come on do it (laughs) it's like having a blinking contest against a guy with no eyelids yeah that's what gross (laughs) i was dying i was actually listening to it on the highway and i almost crashed because i was laughing so hard just attacking them. Yeah, we know a lot of characters so did you do the the squares ten dollar squares because nine to three was a weird one that can't that nine and have three. There before. were nine and nines everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two, two was in play for a while. It's very, it was strange. Yeah. Some of the props we, uh, I have the, some long shots. The big here props we recommended was the, was the my bit, best bet on your podcast was, was Brady over twenty five and a half. We somehow bumped that line too. It it to ended at twenty seven and, and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take credit. I don't care. We, we was 25 and a half. We did a pod. It went up too. I felt bad for you. It and went, he covered by half. It went up. And then as soon as it went up, you saw, you're like, oh, there's no value in this. And you're like, that's a stay away. And it's it, a and stay it, away. And, and he threw 28. Uh, 28. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of day for me. Amendola, eight for 155. Both Great. of those hit. All the overs. Kyrie versus the Pats was a no bet because he didn't play. Oh, right. He didn't play. Okay. Um, I think Ajay went over. I think. Basically, every bet we gave went over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I think we was, won almost was, all of them. 700 points scored, all the overs, except for Dwayne freaking Allen. Why don't you tell me that guy? He's trash. Didn't even see the field. <laughs> oh, you lost pick. Gary Russell. Oh, I lost my Gary Russell problem. Did he not play? I didn't see him at all. Over I thought, half I actually yard. thought when, uh, when Cooks went out, yeah. I actually thought for sure Allen was going to yeah, come. Like that, the problem was we weren't really in third and one or goal line or any of that stuff because we were just scoring all the time. Right, I know. Yeah, it was no problem. Uh, Pats to convert a fourth down was my big one I liked, and that that happened, although that should have happened like four times. Um, Eagles by eight, exactly. Our friend Donick had it, 50 to one odds by eight, exactly. He bet Eagles by eight, exactly? Yeah, well, he had like three, five, seven. He had a few of them, but 50 to one Interesting. odds is nice. Jeffrey for first touchdown. You can get it anywhere between eight and twelve to one. One thing I did say, I thought Foles for MVP was a better bet than Eagles to win. You got like plus three twenty five for that. And um, yeah, 
Yellow Gatorade nine to four. We should mention that the Munder. This for the for the tenth straight year, you and I gave out our favorite props right. without having bet on them first. Yeah, right. We're not so gonna do like, that again. Timberlake Purple t- Timberlake Timberlake Prince was plus two hundred mm-hmm. to cover a Prince song. Yeah. It was the, it was one of the locks of the Super Bowl, and the line was way off. We discussed it on mm-hmm. the podcast, right? And then somehow didn't bet it, and then it came off the board once Wordgate came out that. By the way, that that wasn't a hologram just for just so no, everybody knows. I guess it was on a screen. It was on a giant screen, and they were just kind of singing together. Not but a hologram. Was not a hologram. Strange. But wait, what was the one we said? Uh, what song did he do? Uh, uh, he sang uh, "I Would Die for You." I would die for you. Opened at fifty to one. Went down to four to one. There was a lot of suspicious yeah, yeah. action People on "I Would Die for You." Shuts. Yeah, we were saying we thought it was going to be "Let's Go Crazy." I, I, I would die for you. Is a slow song. That's a risky song to do. Uh, Super Bowl. I yeah. That's also, not the greatest kind of. Uh, yeah, I know. Probably dying in your. I was excited that he played that song about Britney Spears. Was yeah, yeah. I thought a good omen for the Pats. That was good. That was Cry good. Me a River. I was like, because I had written about it in my mailbag. Like, if he plays Cry Me a River, that's going to be the Pats theme song. Oh, interesting. I don't know what ended up being the Justin Timberlake song that described the Super Bowl. I was thinking maybe Mares, because didn't he play Mares? Did he play Mares? What's tape? the one from last year? I didn't even get to watch it. Oh. I was driving. Oh, you what didn't was, miss much What's tape? the one from last year, uh, the one he did for the Oscars? Uh, can't Stop the Feeling? Yeah, Can't Stop the Feeling. Yeah, I guess that's it. Can't Stop the Folsom? <laughs> can't Stop the Folsom. Can't Stop the Folsom. Can we put out that Nick Foles? Nick Foles outdueled Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. What happens Down when Nick one? Foles? What happens? Is Down it- one, Nick Foles gets points, and then Brady gets strip sacked. That happened. There are. I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna come to grips with this. Like five days from now, I'm just gonna start screaming. <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened, Nick Foles? Could he be your backup? Would you like him as a backup? Nick Foles should start. I mean, he clearly showed yesterday. Start him. Run the RPO offense with him. The Eagles don't trade him though, right? He has one more year on his deal. He basically has a two-year, eleven year, million dollar deal. Well, you can trade him next they year. They could trade him. Well, they could trade him this but year they, if they wanted. But that's. I, I mean, this they, this is the last year they could trade right. him. But you have to keep him because you don't know when Wentz is coming back. Right. Right. You trade you him know. in mid-October. But Wentz is starting. Wentz is going to start. Yeah, I would hope so. If you think, does this, but I was thinking, I was like. It is pretty interesting, though. Does this hurt Cousins a little bit? Like, does he get a little less now that there's a, a Nick Foles potentially to sign? I don't know. So, I have a lot of Philly fans in my life, mm-hmm. and I was very diplomatic last night. I was actually happy for a few of them, not all of them. <laughs> but, um. I'm very carefully monitoring how they handle the Super Bowl win because there's a couple ways to go at these Philly fans if they get if they get a little too big for their britches. Right. One of them is to just go all in on you gotta trade Wentz now. Right. You have a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. How do you not trade Wentz? This is right. crazy and start a QB controversy. The other one obviously is the Markel Fultz card, which I just have in my back pocket. <laughs> so just every, all the Philly fans, just be careful. We're <laughs> congratulations, unbelievable Super Bowl, but don't don't stick your chest out too so far. Mad. You can't beat the NFC East. Huh? You can't beat the <laughs> NFC East. That's it. This is bad for the Cowboys. I know. This team's going to be good for a long time. Are you the last team that hasn't won the Super Bowl in the NFC East? Or I did you we win the before last Washington? one seed to not make the Super Bowl in the last five years. Or you something. should do that RPO offense with Dak Prescott. I'm going to look into it. I don't know how you stop it. <laughs> I was watching that game going, what do we do? Do we put like eight? Def- if you put more defensive backs in, they just run. Yeah. You know, uh, conversely, the Pats ran play action every play, and it's like they 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 would go like ten plays without handing off. It's like who is this play yeah. action fooling? Right. The linebacker is really biting on this, but um, I guess it did fool people. He had five hundred and five yards. We'll Tom versus Bowl time. Two bull odds next year. Tom versus time. That's it. That's those are all the stories you have. Right, we got to no, talk no, about no. the Harry okay. thing. All right. Oh yeah. No, I thought I thought we'd do that at the end. All right. You let's, do, with, let's do Super Bowl hats. Well, your Pats are favored five to one. Whether Belichick's back or not, and you think he is. What if the Browns offered number one and number four for Wentz and then like a second rounder next year? Wow. What would the Eagles do? <laughs> I think they, they sh- Eagles say no to that, right, Tate? Yeah. What if they offered one and four in their first next year? I, it sounds like they're not going to do anything with Wentz. Like they're already set in stone, but the problem is if Wentz comes back and is not good, then you just traded away a Super Bowl MVP. The Eagles will have to have known that there's permanent damage to that knee. What if you have the Super Bowl champ 
And you add the first, fourth, and next year's first rounder to that whole nucleus. As an NFC fan, you'd be frightened by that scenario, right? Oh, yeah. I'd be scared. What, what would you be more scared of them doing? Keeping Wentz or tra- or just trading I mean, more, for a boatload? Yeah, I'm more worried about Foles' trade value now. I feel like someone may trade a first for Foles. Yeah, if you trade for Foles, though, you have to run that exact offense. You can't. So it's stupid. You can't and you need a good offensive line. <laughs> yeah. You need right. a good offensive line. Yeah, all the parts have to be there. I'll tell you what Tate's afraid of. Tate's afraid of ever being next to Corolla on a missed extra point, again, <laughs> where the ball may or may not have gone over the the, the goal <laughs> that, that I didn't even think of that. 20 minutes of this his life. Oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Did it, why it. doesn't he just have a jukebox now with his rants that he just presses <laughs> B7? He basically does. Just, when Tate left, he's like, I got to go. He's like, I'm <laughs> like, just spinning off like uh, Ralph Was Cramby. Tate the first fresh face he had done that rant for in 10 years? He's like, ah, who are you? I, hey, uh, goalpost. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. B7. <laughs> I didn't know he was talking to me, but he then he just looks over and he goes, we should raise the post, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And, and then I realized he'd been talking to me the whole time. They already raised well, the freaking post. You didn't know because his eyes were rolling back on his head. His head was still They raised back. the post, what, five years ago? Four years ago, they raised it. I, yeah. thought, I thought this argument was dead. We'd never hear about it again. But because it was that weird. Kid, the, the two replays that I didn't get one of was that one and it, the one when Amendola got stripped, but they said the play was whistled down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought the Eagles were going to challenge that. It didn't. It seemed like he lost the ball before they whistled it. But you, yeah, but you can't challenge a whistle, right? I mean, you can. But, but he lost never, the ball, and then yeah. they blew the whistle. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god, that's a right. fumble! They're going to challenge that." Right, right, and then right. that game just kind of kept going. Yeah. The other thing, what was I going to say? The other thing at the party. I, um, I'm surprised Kimmel was there. Jimmy was there. He, he made the wings. Oscars. Yeah, I know. Well, In like he had four weeks. He had to oversee the weight challenge. We could talk about this now. Yeah, let's talk about it now. So I bet uh, my friend Harry, uh, who loves to eat, I bet him back in May. $5,200 I would give him if he could lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. If he didn't, he would wear a sandwich board on Hollywood Boulevard that read, I'm Harry Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat. Yeah. And he would sing Daughtry tunes for an hour up and down. How I think this is the most money ever bet on any podcast. You think it was? A yeah, $5,200. Like, yeah. I can't imagine a podcast ever had more at stake. So the ringer covered it. And on my podcast, Against All Odds, he was weighing in and he was telling us what he was. And on Thursday... He had to be down to 194.8. On Thursday, he was like 200, 201. I was like, great. He's got three days. Then he goes and does an enema. Well, we we talked on your podcast. Right. Yeah. We even looked up how much weight you lost on an enema. Or right. no, we like on a colonic. Yeah. And the guesses range from two pounds to nine pounds. So, so this, that made it left us more confused. This cleanse combined with the enema, uh, not to get gross, but we're already there somehow produced a, a weight loss of like 11 pounds in two days. The he best part it. was he gave himself the enema, which I didn't even yeah, know did. that was conceivable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I feel like I won because he gave himself an enema. Well, I know that self-enema right is the single worst porn search you can do. <laughs> self-enema. And then throw Harry in the mix. It's Harry, Harry self-enema. It's you, if you're porn searching that, that's right. the all-time low you've hit. So he weighs himself. He's wearing, walk, go to Ringer, what was at, at the, on the Ringer uh, Twitter Ringer feed. Twitter feed, at you Ringer. Can yeah. You can find it. It's pretty good. Corolla's involved. Jimmy Kimmel. It actually was the most underrated uh, entertainment option yesterday. <laughs> Kimmel and Corolla is the announcers. Yeah, Jimmy's right. hosted the Oscars in a month. He's doing the Harry Maybe Way he's challenge. Not. Maybe he's not. He after might have this. lost the gig after this. <laughs> Harry weighs in. He's got these grandpa underwear from uh, Jimmy. Pointed out like World War Two. His red underwear. He yeah, weighs your son in. was getting uncomfortably close to him. I yeah. was scared for everybody. Yeah, I, was I wanted to keep Jack in arms. Harry in his underwear. Your ten-year-old son. I right. don't know. It was. I was. It nervous. was. It was a little touch and go for a while. Harry weighs in. He, he makes it by like three pounds. And I before the kickoff, even I lose fifty-two hundred dollars. And to make matters worse, I'm driving here today. I have an hour-long drive. I happen to put the scale in the back of the car. The scale, every turn I make, the scale is banging against the side. A constant reminder for an hour that I lost this money. I can't just block it out. I think you should have claimed that the scale was off. Was rigged? Well, yeah. just at the scale, you should have weighed a whole bunch of other people who had already been I weighed. I had a 15-pound weight there, and I did calibrate it, but I didn't want to say anything. So I guess the lesson is... Don't idiot. bet $5,200 on a weight, <laughs> maybe $500. Right. What, what, how low would you have had to gone with a number where he still would have taken it that seriously? 
Well, like twenty five hundred, does he give oh, yeah. himself an enema? Yeah, I think so. Just to win. Yeah, uh, this is a guy who I told you he has like a thirty uh, a parlay that'll pay forty five dollars and he'll be watching a Korean tennis tournament at four in the morning. Was this the highlight of his life? It had to be. Mm-hmm. It definitely had. To be. So the two people who had the highlights of their life last night were Nick Foles and yeah. Harry. Yeah. Harry, Nick the Dick and Harry the Dick. So when we give <laughs> when we Both give Harry his own podcast, can we call it the Self Enema? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Sleeping with the Enema. <laughs> uh, every BS podcast fan has heard me rave about Framebridge. They make it super easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things, from art prints and posters to the photos on your phone to. Basically, every frame photo we have in my office and the uh, Ringer Podcast Studio, we just sent them a whole bunch of more stuff to frame. I'm actually. looking at prints on a pur- they purple frame motorcycle. That. Yeah, that should yeah, be they next. didn't frame that. I might have to get rid of prints because he reminds me of the Super Bowl now. <laughs> Go to framebridge.com, upload your photo from your computer or directly from your Instagram feed for them to print. It's a, If it's a physical item like ticket stubs, art prints, or posters, they'll provide secure prepaid packaging so you can mail it in for free. The expert team at Framebridge custom frames your items a days. Delivers your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang, instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store. Their prices start at $39, all shipping free. My listeners get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com by using my code BS. Remember, they have thousands of five-star reviews. They even offer a happiness guarantee. If you aren't 100% satisfied with the order, they make it right. Frame your photos or art today. Go to framebridge.com. Use promo code BS to save an additional 15%. Off your first order, framebridge.com, promo code BS. What do you got for Super Bowl odds? Well, okay. Patriots five to one. Eagles eight to one. Packers third, ten to one. Steelers also ten. Vikings. What, what do you think the Eagles were a year ago? Had to have been uh, like thirty to one, yeah, right? I think it was Something like, like 30, that. I think it was to one? Fifty-five to one. Fifty-five to yeah, one. So yeah, 50, that's what I saw. Wow. Somewhere. Pretty good. good. So what are the lessons we can learn well, from that? Well, wait, real quick, but the Rams twenty. I think there's some some value in some of these 49ers jimmy g you love them 25 what pick do they have uh like seven yeah they're yeah it's like six and they seven. have cap space too right mm-hmm. 25 to one's nice how about the jags at 27 to one if if they if cousins ends up on the jags or the broncos at 40 no to but one. i think that i think the jags got screwed by this bortles thing they just have to keep him. what did what did lombardi say about that tate if he's if he's hurt on March 1st, they have to keep... If he doesn't pass his physical, then they have to pick up his option. So he'll be there for 19 But he million. has like a screwed up rest. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to oh. pass it. So he has to be. He'll, he'll yeah, be there for 19 Yeah, I don't think they can get wow. cousins. This weird Bortles wrist injury could mm. decide the FC. This is the heist part two, I think. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are in the mix, they even though Andy Reid's their coach. Because uh, that Alex Smith trade, if Mahomes can just basically replicate Alex Smith, they yeah. got a good corner, they got an extra pick. Mm-hmm. I let, I think their team's pretty talented anyway. Right. Who uh, I'm trying to think long shots that fit that Eagles blueprint. Well, the Saints are fun at 20. The Texans are 20 to 1. That's always good. That's a little low. Falcons 20, Rams 20. You know, what are the Colts? Uh, I'll have to look that one up. Cuz uh they have like a top they have like the fourth pick or the third pick. I think they have the third pick. Mm-hmm. They got luck coming back. And they're going to have McDaniels, who, by the way, one of the winners yesterday that if you're doing a winners and losers is McDaniels. Yeah. He put up over 600 yards on the Eagles. Yeah, he no kidding. Kind of destroyed them with Brady. 35 to 1, Colter. Man, even that's low. They just don't want you to win these. No, no, nobody can win. No more winners. Very sad. It's over now. Do we have a parent corner? We do, but let's talk about it against all odds. Oh, let's do What's it. the plan? Uh, we have Winter Olympics start Thursday. I can only guess Harry has some thoughts. <laughs> Harry's got thoughts if he's not passed out from overdosing on Sonic milkshakes. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually kind of bummed about the hockey. What that happened? It's just been none of that. That was my favorite part of the Winter Olympics, having all the oh yeah NHL players there, and it's been kind of right. demolished. Mm-hmm. So, well, we could bet over uh, U.S. medals. That's always fun. It's patriotic. I've ne- I've. Every four years, I care 10% less about the Winter Olympics. Really? And now I'm at minus 25%. Minus 25. <laughs> I'm like be below zero. But you know, Denmark's 28 to 1 to win curling. Is that, can we bet on the curling? Maybe <laughs> yes. I'll tuck myself in some We're going to have a lot of fun. You have basketball, you have college basketball. Yeah. 
You have golf. We'll have Tate. We'll have golf. The Masters coming up. We have uh, yeah, college basketball is going to be big. Uh, the World Cup. World Cup's going to be big. Yeah. I have a lot of stuff going on. Tate, did the be- did the right team win the Super Bowl this season? Just at everybody, were the Eagles the best team? Yeah, I think so. I think they also told us that all year, right? We we, yeah. we kind of dismissed them the entire season, and then they came back and made us all look stupid. So, I have a question for Tate. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are we sure the Patriots were ever good? <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> well, think about it though. We played. In the last three and a half months, the Steelers, which if Jesse James holds on to the ball, we lose. I know. The Jaguars should have beaten us, and mm-hmm. the Eagles beat us. Those were the three biggest games they played. They did not decisively lay the smack down with anybody. I think the team that's got to be kicking themselves is Atlanta. Atlanta, right. Like if you're, actually, the Jaguars, too. Be, I don't I don't think Both the Jaguars. Play away. Yeah, yeah, the Jaguars wouldn't have beaten Philly, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. They're interesting I don't matchup. think so. Yeah. They're not going to be able to put up 30-plus points against Philly. Right. But Atlanta should have beaten Philly, had mm-hmm. the game. It was a coaching malpractice the entire game. Right. Eagles only scored 15 points. They did, were not comfortable at all with Foles yet like they were in subsequent weeks. And if Atlanta wins that game, the next round they're going into inside to play Minnesota, which mm-hmm. I think they could have beaten them. And then they would have had a rematch against the Pats with all the same receivers wide open the whole game. Will we ever see a rags to riches and four week story like Nick Foles, like we did, with, with, like we did with Nick Foles? What, Sports where, movie. I mean, let, let's not forget Christmas Day night. The Raiders' defense made him look like dog shit. Like really, they couldn't get a first down. They couldn't move it. He's checking down everything. And and a week later. New Year's Eve day against the Cowboys. They were trying to score. He didn't play the whole game. But my Cowboys shut him out. Yeah, that was the highlight of your season. That's it. The Clappers coach of the year, I think, based on that. (laughs) And and then Falcons, a little better. Good game. Managed the game. They unleashed him in the Minnesota game. Well, yeah, and it just it just went got better and better. I think there's something to be to remember going forward about when the backup quarterback comes in. You can't judge it by like that first week or so because he gets that month of reps. Right, there's got to be something to that, you know. Every every game he's in there, every day he's in there mm-hmm. with the first string, and you know he's just going to be better in day thirty than he is in day two. Yeah, the backup quarterbacks, by all accounts, just don't get a lot of reps against right. anybody. It's and, a spectacular uh, resurgence, nonetheless. I give it up to Nick Foles. What was your favorite gambling moment of the entire NFL season? Uh. Oh, it had to be my best bet of the regular season when um, we both had, I convinced you to take the Titans over the Texans. Texans had whipped them like a month earlier and the Titans were home and they're given like five or something and uh, barely, barely, barely scratched enough to get ahead of the game and they're running out the clock and oh, Derek, the, Derek, Henry, Derek Henry, Derek that Henry was great. Around. I'll take that. that what was about great. yours? Probably the ten minute mark yesterday when I thought the Pats were going to win the Super Bowl and I was going to win all my bets. You had one to three. Yeah, yeah. that 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 commercial break was the highlight of my year. Uh, I was like, wow, this is great. We're going to win the Super Bowl again. We're going to get one stop. I thought at some point during the game we we're going to def- deflect the pass. Yeah, the another like false throws it. It bounces off Aguilar's shoulder pads and goes up in the air. I was right. just waiting for it. Right. Well, I waiting guess you had it. it with the Jeffrey play. With I know, the, but the, Foles never threw us one. There was one more. I know. Like Brady arguably threw more near picks than Foles did. He threw like three of them that the Eagles could have made an amazing catch Some of catch those on. that were off to, to Robert when he tried to throw Robert in the middle of the field. Come yeah, on. I thought that was going to be. <laughs> I wish I could feel worse for you. I don't know what to say. Tate, what does this guy want from us? <laughs> You have 17 Super Bowls. I'm not ones. asking for your sympathy. <laughs> okay, good. That's what I... None forthcoming. My wife and my daughter came home yesterday, and they were like, sorry, Dad. I was like, I'm fine. We've won five Super Bowls. <laughs> we're going to get over this. Unbelievable. I'll never be at that we stage. We won five. We made eight. Yeah. Our 40-year-old quarterback threw for 505. Right. It's great. We were right in the game with our shitty defense. Yeah. Uh, last note before we get to parent corner. One of the joys for me next season mm-hmm. is going to be when the Lions suck with Matt Patricia. Because <laughs> I have always been convinced for this entire run that, uh, that you know, it, it's like the old thing. Like if if John, if somebody comes from The Daily Show or something with Jon Stewart, like mm. 
John Stewart's the Daily Show. Like you can have people that work underneath him, right. but he's it's still John Stewart. It's a show. And with yeah. Belichick, it's like, all right, he's the defensive coordinator. I think McDaniel's has a real impact, but like they're gonna hire Greg Schiano to be the defensive coordinator. And mm-hmm. guess what? He'll be better than Matt Patricia was. I cannot wait to see Matt Patricia on this Detroit Lions thing. He was so frustrating and did so many weird things on defense. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. Well, you play both those teams. You play the Colts and the Lions next year. Yeah, but Belichick is going to be nice when they play the Lions. You think so? Yeah. The Butler thing. Oh, you can't lose that game. I hope the real story comes out. I hope the story well, isn't what to, my theory it? was. So I hope it wasn't what my theory is, that out. they didn't like his reaction to getting benched. Like, you that's hope it wasn't? Stupid. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Come on. But anything, anything's going to be stupid. What's it going to be? Let's do Parent Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cheer you up. I'll start with mine and tape, okay. tape uh, bore witness to it. Uh, my son, Archie, is, uh, you know, he's 12 years old. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking over my sheets, going over the props, how much I've lost. I think it's about the second quarter. He comes up to me and Tatey's like, hey, Dad, I know why women like the Eagles. And uh, I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's talking about Corolla's wife and my and my wife. And I'm like, oh, why? Do, what are you talking about? Why do women like the Eagles? He's like, because they have Fletcher Cox. <laughs> His first dirty joke. I was like, oh my god! All right, it's interesting. I don't think you need the word Fletcher in there. That doesn't do anything for it. But wow, he's got this big smile with his braces shining and everything. I'm like, go tell Jimmy that joke, and uh, he tells Jimmy, and Jimmy's going to use it in the Oscars. Yeah, so, yeah, the Fletcher Cox. Do you remember the first dirty joke he told? I don't. I really don't. I you actually do. do. You remember yeah. yours? Go ahead. It was uh, fourth grade, and the joke was about. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are getting divorced. It was that joke. You know that joke? No. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are getting divorced and they're having the the trial and Mm -hmm. the lawyer's like making this whole case. Like, you know, Minnie's crazy. Like she's, you need a settlement. And Mickey calls the lawyers like, I didn't say she was crazy. I said she was fucking goofy. I remember telling that joke in fourth grade to my dad's family. They were horrified. Really? <laughs> yeah, they were horrified. I don't know if I made it up or I heard it at school, but I love that. Yeah. I had never heard that. Yeah, good, good, it's a good. good. One. All right, I'll, or maybe Jim will tell that one too. <laughs> <laughs> this is on ABC. This is yeah. a Disney property. <laughs> um, my parent corner. I don't have a great one this week, but uh, my daughter had yet another bar mitzvah on Saturday night, wow. and wore a cocktail dress that was probably four inches too short. Oh no. And no, no bra, Mm -hmm. probably reason to have a bra at this point Mm -hmm. and goes out and she just, and I'm like, are you really not going to wear a bra? We start getting an argument about, and she's just doing dad, dad and rolling her eyes. And, and again, I saw the future flash in front of me. That's a kind of like when you lean over, people are going to be able to see your little (laughs) boobs and she's dad. I'm like, but I'm just telling you, like, you're going to dance. Like, what happens if you drop? You like, Dad! Is that a situation where if your wife isn't on board with you, you just have, you have no chance, right? Yeah, we're, I'm basically out of the loop now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Malcolm Butler. I've been benched. Right. You, can you, I'm gonna, on the sidelines going, I don't understand. The true story is going to come I out. I played every possession. Why Bill was benched from the, the broad I played discussion. 98% of the Zoe possessions. <laughs> I don't understand what's happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just out. And, uh, and my wife's going, no, it's fine. It's fine. And right, I'm like, right. I'm not sure it's fine. Cause if you lean <laughs> over, you can maybe see your nipples and she's 12 and a half. Uh. No, no, it's fine. She won't. I'm just like, all right, I'm out. It's the I'm nipple out. gate at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> These bar mitzvahs, man. Yeah. Just every week. Unbelievable. Every week there's stuff going on. What do you got to plug? That's it. Against all odds. Uh, Wednesday we'll go over, um, I'm going to go over. We'll, we'll wrap up this football season. We're going to hit uh, some, uh, what did I just say? Winter Olympic props. I think I'll have our friend Jay Cornegy on to see how the books. I think the books got beat. I saw a lot of like seven-figure. First of all, the Eagles and the over was the biggest underdog tease I remember in a long time. Everybody Get, was taking all the ten and a half. Tease. And then you had this better X. There were four million-dollar bets on the Eagles, money line and stuff. What was so, the adjusted line for the Eagles Taking it to like what, minus three and a half or minus four and a half? Yeah, it was like plus 
four uh, plus it's like four plus or something. Four, yeah, something? four fifty, I think. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, I thought the line was too high. I didn't understand it the whole week. I said it over and over again. Everybody thinks I'm reverse jinxing it. It's like just look at my history of yeah. Pat Super Bowls. Usually, I pick them to win and cover, and this this time I just thought it should have been three. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like if they had moved it to three, people would have banged the Pats. But Maybe. Maybe, but I don't again, know. Four and a half was a mistake. At least bring it down to four. Yeah, but it was a mistake because, because why? Because you thought the Eagles' defense would show up, and it didn't. Like I don't know. It's just like four and a half. Basically, any the Pats can win one, two, three, or four, and the Eagles cover. Yeah, no. I don't know. It was just weird. I got, no, I guess some the of the some of the books dropped them to four by the. Uh, they did. Yeah, there was a lot of action all over the place, and I think. Um, you know all the when all the over props win, like you said, Amendola, the yards and the receptions. That's a disaster over, for them. They get crushed because people are usually stuff. more prone to bet the over. Yes, yeah. And then the actual over, over for the game hit big time. Yep. Any tease with anybody in the over mm-hmm. one, right? That's a winner. So. The, oh no, mid the Pats. I guess the Pat, they well, don't have the Pats. Yeah, but it, but people, I'm telling you, people love the Eagles plus ten and a half. Would have been they, nice if Jake Elliott missed that field goal. God, he was clutch rookie. That last one to go take it from five to eight. Mm-hmm. If he missed that, we would have had the ball in like the 35. Right. With like 65 seconds left. Right. It's clutch. Just didn't have the little angel on our shoulder. Well. John John Hamm, who's in our fantasy league, was. Went right after you. He, he was he was basically saying it was the Pats, the Pats Trump connection. Uh, that was why we aren't getting the breaks anymore. Well, Brady won't even go to the White House. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know either. Because Kraft is a he, member at Mar-a-Lago. I, <laughs> is that why? I guess. Kraft's I like, hey, you saw Kraft in the luxury suite. He has no idea what's going on he anymore. Care. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he what? Right Did we just score? You, John Hamm. Come on, John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. Uh, Clint Eastwood, Jay Ajayi, and Corey Clement are on the show. I'll get you their autographs. Corey Clement. And he was good in that game. Yeah. Over 100, yard, 100 yards receiving, right? Tate, any last thoughts? Another season of me and Sal in the books. Your third one. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. It's a thanks, joyous Tate. ride. Thanks, Tate. <laughs> thanks to ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Subscribe to the Ringer NBA show this week because uh, moving to five episodes per week, I'm going to be popping up on there every once in a while. And uh, we also, we're going to run... At some point, we did the Parent Corner, the first half of Parent Corner we put into their own podcast that we released around, I think, Thanksgiving. So we're yeah. going to do the second half of that. I'll probably release next week, I think. Nice. So look I'll forward to that. I'll pop on with the Parent Corner if you want me every now and then. All right. And maybe what a, maybe you can do it, it on the phone. Yeah, yeah, if we have any good ones, maybe. This is it, huh? We're this not picking it. the Hall of Fame game, the line? This is it? This this is really Hall of it. Fame game. Who's in it? Cousin uh, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you.